0: Maryland basketball gets absolutely dominated. You are a Locked On Turf, your daily podcast on the Maryland Turks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up, everyone? I'm Trey Moore, video content creator for 247 Sports and InsideMarylandSports.com and host of Locked on Terps, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. So thank you for making us part of your day. And we saw one of the worst games we have seen this season, and we have seen some bad games from the Maryland basketball team this season. And my main takeaway from this game after gathering all the evidence from playing a while now, playing a couple of out-of-conference games. This Maryland team isn't ready to make any noise in the Big Ten and compete with the Big Ten best. That's my takeaway from this game. Maryland gets crushed by Purdue 67-53, to 53, never felt close. We didn't match up well with them at all. Purdue was better in every single category you looked at. They were much better coached. They had a better game plan. They had better players. They had a lot more skill. They had a better defensive game plan. They were a deeper team. They were a more talented team. Every single way you looked at this Purdue team, in which you kind of thought going into it, they're the number one team in the country. They're going to be really well coached. They're going to have a ton of talent. They're going to play good defensively. They have the best player in the country in Zach Edey, but. Every single category I looked at, shooting defensively, getting to the basket, it felt like Purdue today or yesterday was much better than the Maryland basketball team. And going into this game at home, and the atmosphere was kind of down. Nowhere near what it was last year and nowhere near what you would expect from Maryland basketball, even though it's on break and the students aren't all there yet, which definitely hurt us the atmosphere was definitely still less than what you would expect for having the number one team in the country coming into town overall. But right now, we're just not where we need to be. We're not in position. We don't have – I don't think we have the personnel. I don't think we have the team to compete in the Big Ten this year overall. And maybe we can flip it around, but watching this Purdue game, I just don't see it. It felt like we had no shot on defense. No matter what we did with Edie, we knew he was going to get his. I mean, Kevin Willard said he was going to get his. But he got 23-12, and and that's about what he averages. So it felt like he was dominating us, but I guess he dominates basically every single game. But overall, it's not like he went for 35, and he has done that this year. He has gone for above 30 points a couple times this year. So it's not like Zach Edie exactly just killed us and won the game himself. It was just Purdue is so much more balanced. And I think the way they have built that team is awesome. I think I was talking to my dad a little bit about it. It's more like back in the day basketball where you play for around one, you get it in to your post guy and you let him go to work. And if they send doubles or whatever, then you kick it out to these shooters but Purdue went 9 of 20 from the three-point line. Right now, I'm not going to lie, this Purdue team is perfectly constructed because if you double-team Zach Edie, which we tried to do a lot of the time, we would like triple-team him sometimes. And I said, if we're going to double-team Edie, the rotations have to be on point. And a lot of the times, they weren't. They weren't on point at all, and that's part of the reason why I think we're not ready to win in the Big Ten. Yes, that's kind of fixable, but it seems like there's always some sort of problem and all like the small things like rotations and defensive stuff like that. It kind of gets overshadowed by the other stuff that we do so poorly that I'll get into in a second. But Purdue shot nine of 20 from the three-point line. That's a balanced team. That's a team that is perfectly constructed because like I said, if you double-team Zach Eady and they start kicking it out, they're going to make shots. And I understand that they're going to get shots if you double-team Zach Eddie but I still thought that we could have rotated better a lot of the time. Sometimes there was defensive miscommunications where they just got open three-point shots. But shooting nine for 20 from the three-point line, I mean, come on. We're not going to win the game when they shoot nine or 20 from the three-point line. I could have said that going in. If I would have seen that Edie had 23 and they shot nine to 20 from the three-point line, almost 50%. We weren't going to win the game overall. That's why I think I said going into the game, the best game plan going in was to do some of both, double him sometimes, and then also sometimes just let him play down there. But I felt like we might have been almost better off Maybe letting Edie have almost 30 points and not allowing those three-point shooters to get going. Maybe just letting him play one-on-one and trying to play him really physical. And he was going to probably get like 30 points on you rather than letting those three-point shooters get going. Because when they're both on, you're not going to beat that Purdue team. They're too talented overall. And the Purdue team really makes me think about the Maryland team. And you're going to have to have... Something like that that makes you a little bit different than the rest of the teams to be able to compete in the Big Ten, to realistically be able to be one of the better teams in the Big Ten. And Maryland doesn't have that. Purdue has Zach Eady, and I look at other teams across the Big Ten. They have other things going for them. Like they have multiple guys that can get buckets. Maryland doesn't have that. Maryland just doesn't have right now the makeup of a team specifically offensively that that can win games in the Big Ten right now. I just don't see it. And I wish I could my takeaway could be like Maryland will be okay after this game. But I felt the opposite. I said after the UCLA game, if you remember, I said after the UCLA game, yes, Jameer Young scored 37, but I feel a lot worse about the Maryland Terrapins after watching that game because I felt like we were too young dependent. I felt like we still couldn't really make shots outside of dante scott and young and that's what it continues to do for the maryland terrapins but offensively we just aren't ready to be in the even in the middle of the pack i would say in the big 10 and that's kind of surprising coming into the year i mean i think we thought more of a couple different players and a couple different things but offensively we're terrible i see us as a bottom team in the big 10 and one of the worst teams offensively in the big 10 if honestly not the worst We have a big enough sample size now. It's not like we can say this is the first couple of games of the season. Like we're still figuring it out and we still have like about half of the season to go. But we have enough game evidence to show we're not going to be very good offensively. And it's not like I want to say like something's not exactly clicking Like, yes, maybe there's some stuff Kevin Willard can draw up better. But overall, Kevin Willard said it in his press conference. He got guys open shots. Like, we had wide open three-point shots. We just couldn't hit them. And at the end of the day, it's not like we're in a slump. Like, I thought Jamie Kaiser at a certain point in the season was in a shooting slump because we knew he was a really good shooter overall. We knew he's a really good three-point shooter, but shots weren't going in, which can happen for a freshman. And he's definitely gone better. He had six points today or yesterday, I keep saying today. Six points yesterday. It went two or three from the three point line. But outside of Kaiser and Bachelor, those are two guys that can shoot the ball well, but they just can't really do much off of the off of the dribble. But outside of that, I just don't see very much shooters on the team. So it's it's not like, oh, like these guys are in a shooting slump like like Kaiser like I said Kaiser was or it's not like oh Steph Curry's in a shooting slump but we know he's an elite shooter and obviously none of these guys are Steph that's a very extreme example but it's not like that these guys straight going into the year we knew that we were going to struggle with three-point shooting and so it's not like they're in a slump we're just not a good shooting team that's my point we're just not a good shooting team and when teams start keying in on that it is so hard to be able to do anything else because Purdue was packing the paint. Whenever any Maryland player got into the paint, they would just collapse on them. Overall, and you saw and you see it with the numbers: thirty-three point three percent from the field against Purdue, twenty-two point seven percent from the three-point line, and probably the worst stat of them all. If we're not going to shoot well from the field or from the three-point line, we gotta shoot a really high percentage from the free throw line. We shot fifty-four percent from the free throw line. So three-point shooting, free throw shooting, and from the field, we were horrible against Purdue. And like I said, I think a big part of it is because they don't have to respect our three-point shot. Nobody on our team right now, even though Kaiser's is a really good shooter and Dante Scott has had some good streaks shooting the three ball, nobody on their team scares you when it comes to shooting right now. And that's not a good spot you want to be because, like I said, teams are going to pack the paint and really key in on getting to the paint. And so it becomes really hard for you to be able to shoot the ball well. It was easy for Purdue to guard us, is what I have in my notes. It was easy for them to guard us. Pack the paint, get bodies in the paint, make it hard for them to get to the rim. And I don't see how we flip it around. I don't see how we flip it around. I hate coming in negative, but that's my take on things. I don't see us being able to shoot the ball better. We're getting, we're getting open looks teams just don't have to respect it and maybe we have a game where we shoot the three ball well but I don't see it happening on a consistent basis they can go to the gym tomorrow it's not something you fix in like a day like it's not something you can fix in the middle of the season that's off-season work where you really can change your three-point shot but at the end of the day still it's really hard to to become a Bad shooter into a decent shooter into a good shooter, like that's really hard to do, even with a ton of reps. My opinion on shooting a lot of it's just natural ability. Like, no matter how much some people practice, I don't care if you shoot the ball as much as Steph Curry has in his career and how many shots he has practiced overall, you'll never be as good of a shooter as Steph. Just because I think it's a lot of it comes down to just natural shooting ability. A lot of people just have it and some people don't. And I think a lot of the players on the Maryland team just don't have it. There's clearly a problem with shooting the ball overall on this team. Let's get more into the personnel in this game. Jameer Young is carrying Maryland basketball right now. I'll talk about that after this ad from LinkedIn. These days, new potential hires can feel like high-stakes wagers for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. A lot of people need jobs right now, and if you want to find someone amazing for your company, LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash college. That's LinkedIn.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Maryland basketball is way too dependent on Jameer young and Jameer young is carrying the program right now. Who knows where we would be without Jameer young right now. And it honestly scares me to think about next year without Jameer young and without his playmaking ability. I am scared for next year. I don't know what to expect. I don't know what will happen. But without Jameer Young next year, it could be scary. Because right now, Jameer Young is carrying, carrying this Maryland basketball program. It's really nobody else that you look at that has, has performed on any type of consistency over this entire season outside of Young so far. He had to drop 37 against UCLA, or we don't win that game. If he drops only 30, I don't know if we win that game. I don't think we do. If he drops 25, we don't win the game against UCLA. He had 26 against Purdue, and it didn't matter at all. Nobody else helped. And you saw that we got off to that slow start overall when we went down 8-0, to and we had to call a timeout. You know what it made me think? Oh, Jameer Young doesn't have four points to start the game or five points to start the game or scored on both of our possessions. Oh, we're down 8-0? Hmm, doesn't really surprise me at all. If Jameer Young's not going to score, I don't know who's going to score. And I keep repeating this fact, but I think it's true. And I think Kevin Willard has to honestly recruit better because you look at it at our team, we don't have enough shot creators, guys that can create their own shot guys that can get to their spots in mid-range. That's why I love bringing in Malachi Palmer. I think Malachi is really good at getting to his spots, and that's the guy that we just got who attends Mount Zion. I made a video about him who's a four-star, our latest Maryland basketball recruit, our only recruit in the 2024 class. (laughs) But outside of Jameer Young, there isn't a shot creator. I thought Julian Reese was, but Julian Reese has been such a disappointment over these past couple of games, especially this game against UCLA. He's supposed to be our co-star. He's supposed to be the the star next to, J- to Jameer Young. They're supposed to do it together. They're supposed to be both all Big Ten type of players. But overall, Julian Reese has been terrible these last couple of games. It's almost like he's just taking up space out there. He does some okay things defensively, and I don't blame him. For some of the stuff that happened with Zach Edey, it's impossible to stop that guy. He's so good. But Julian Reese did nothing offensively, absolutely nothing. And we went into the game saying, we're going to need both Reese and Young and somebody else to play well outside of those three. What we really got was Jameer Young played well. And Jameer Young went cold in the first couple of shots. He could have easily had 30. He went cold the first like quarter of the game. And still ended up with 26. He's taken more shots than anybody. I want to say he had around like 26 shots. Like He is trying to create so much offense for this Maryland's hairpin team. And we need him to do it. Every single time it doesn't run through Jameer Young, there's honestly a problem right now because the rest of the team isn't doing much. But back to Julian Reese. 34 minutes and zero points. Barely attempted any field goals. Had like four shots. I noticed something with Julian Reese. He doesn't play in the post. Like, we don't get in post looks when there's someone bigger guarding him, like Zach Eady And the same thing happened against UCLA. They had that big center who's a sophomore, really talented kid, was the Pac-12 freshman of the year, but last year. But when someone's bigger guarding, when someone is bigger than Julian Reese, he doesn't even try to score. It's like we can't post him up at all. I don't know if it's, like, no point. Like, is he not going to score against Zach Eady? My point was before the game, I was like, maybe we can get Edie into some foul trouble if we – continuously attack him with Julian Reese maybe he can pick up too early and he has to sit but no that's not what we did at all I don't know exactly why it's like he just doesn't post up and I thought Julian Reese was a guy that can create shots off the post yes he can do it off of like lobs and stuff like that but one of the main reason ways he gets a shot is through post play and we don't see that at all from Julian Reese right now and it's an absolute problem because Jameer Young needs help and Julian Reese isn't getting any isn't giving any help down. He doesn't he's not getting he didn't get to the free throw line and that's a problem. That means he's not attacking at all. I know his free throw shooting isn't the best, but we still want him to get to the line overall. That means he's playing aggressive. So he's like turn this switch off where like he's like he doesn't even try to get to the rim. It's definitely a problem right now for Maryland basketball. Julian Reese. That's, uh, that's another reason why I said we went into – after the UCLA, UCLA game, I felt we had more concerns after that game because Julian Reese also – that was another game he had zero points or he had one point or something. He had any – it was less than two, I remember. So I said that's another problem now. Julian Reese isn't playing well, and we saw that again today. Julian Reese clearly – I don't even want to say it's a slump. He's just not even trying to score the ball, really. And we need him to attempt more shots. He needs to get up like at least like eight, nine shots just from like posting up down low. It starts with him. See if they double him because that will create some offense that we need. But right now, I don't think teams will. But we really need him to start to do something down there. He he hasn't done anything in these in these two uh, bigger games. Free at Coppin State against UCLA and against. Purdue last night. That was one of my main takeaways, one of the biggest things of the game. And then we have to have a conversation about Deshaun Harris-Smith. Deshaun Harris-Smith, talented freshman, four-star recruit, was considered like a blue-chip prospect, um, best player coming out of Virginia and all this stuff. And I don't want to say he's been a letdown, but I don't think he's ready in, way, in a lot of ways. And you kind of have to let him play through that. But there's just a clear weakness in his game in the shooting ability that is making it really hard for me to support him starting. I think try something different. Try maybe um, Deshaun Harris Smith coming off the bench. Try I love Jahari Long start starting. I'm okay with going to more experience. Obviously, you don't want a guy like Deshaun Harris Smith to like transfer out or anything. But right now. He just can't hit shots at a high enough level, and you need a real offseason to be able to fix that. He had two points, but the amount of minutes he's playing, he, he really needs to have more than two points. We need to balance out some of the scoring, and he's just not shooting a high percentage. He is definitely getting open looks. One time, he got a wide open three. Purdue didn't even try and contest it. They read the scouting report. Didn't even try and contest him. He went 0 for 3 from the three point line and 1 for 7 from the field. He's kind of used to in, in high school at Paul the Sixth be able to just kind of bully guys down low because of how strong he is overall and be able to just get to his spots down low near the rim. But overall, it's just a different game in in college. You just can't do that anymore. And you have to have a jump shot when you're six five shooting guard. Um, And he just doesn't have that right now. His jump shot isn't there right now. And I don't want to say it's broken, but it just doesn't look right right now overall. And I know he continues to put work in on the gym, but Deshaun Harris-Smith has not helped at all with the two points. So I'm looking at Julian Reese and Deshaun Harris-Smith. A lot of people thought maybe those are our second and third best players this year. They just haven't done a lot. Geronimo and Scott played all right. Scott had eight and on two for six from the field and Geronimo had nine, which nine is about what you want from Geronimo, but he went three to 10 from the field. So it wasn't very efficient. There's absolutely no help for Jameer Young. Jameer Young is carrying this team to whatever we become. We're really going as far as Jameer Young goes. If Jameer Young has a bad game, we might lose by 20, 30 points, even against not the best of team right now. Jameer Young is absolutely carrying this team. Let's get into more of a positive note. Let's switch our focus over to football a little bit. There was some pretty big news that Reuben Hippolyte will return. We'll talk about that in one second. So Reuben Hippolyte is back. This is a big get back for Maryland football overall. It's huge news, honestly, for Maryland And it came out today, a couple hours ago, they released something on Instagram saying like the last dance for Ruben Hippolyte, but I think it's a pretty big deal that Ruben Hippolyte is back. I think most importantly, he's a big time leader for this team overall. He gets it done. He's a really, really top end leader for Maryland football. And I think him coming back, he's going to even continue to do that at a higher level. And also he's just a good overall player. He was third team All Conference, All Big Ten, and so when you you need guys like that, and he looked awesome in Maryland's bowl game. I was looking at him; he was wearing number four, I think, which is different. He usually wears number eleven, but he was wearing number four in the bowl game, if I'm not mistaken, and if I remember correctly. And I was like, for a second, I was like, who is that? Like, Ruben Hippolyte looked explosive he's got sideline to sideline speed I don't know if we realize because he's been in college for a while and guys that come back repeatedly usually don't have the type of talent that like the high-end NFL guys have obviously and I'm not saying he does but he's got some talent still a lot of talent I think he can make it to the league I really do because he's got some speed from the linebacker spot depending on how he plays this year he can has a chance to do some things but He's a chance to have a big year next year, and I think it's big for our defense because Jason Barham is gone. But overall, I feel a lot more comfortable in the linebacker room knowing that Reuben Hippolyte is back, and I know how well Wheatland has played at times. I feel a lot better about our linebackers. So I think it's a big-time deal that a third-team conference player is coming back and all Big Ten type of players coming back and a guy as good good as Reuben Hippolyte is back in College Park. That's all we have for today. Thank you for listening to Locked on Turps. Make sure you like and subscribe. Hopefully, Maryland basketball gets better. We're here every day talking Maryland football and basketball. But thank you for listening to Locked on Terps.